Voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Everyone and welcome to the final show ever. What? No? no. Maybe of this year? No. Oh, okay. of this month maybe, Tony. Oh, at least three more about? in us, I reckon. We're coming back bigger than ever. Like All right. Let me do that again then. Here we go. Uh, good day, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. The current. The current. This one. Of uh, so on the buckle. <laughs> we, we are back. Welcome. Welshie, <laughs> Lyle. How are you, boys? Very good, eh, Tony? How are you? Excellent, thank you. And getting better. Better with age, like a fine wine? Exactly. More of a, Correct. More of a port. Uh, yes, a mulled wine. Is that a, that, is that, that a that, wine that's been smoking dope? Or... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Lyle, how are you? I'm going all right, mate. I feel, yeah, we'll touch a bit more of it later, but since our last show, Punk re-debuted for another company, now... He's got sacked, and now he's re-debuted for WWE. It's been a long time between shows. It has been. last show, he was still working for WWE. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. That uh, wouldn't surprise me. But that's a big ago. show. I'm excited we're back, Tony. There's only one man that could bring us to come back and have another show, and that's our Jarvis. crew. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. And that's Jarvis. It is Jarvis. and uh, The man who gets, like, honestly, in my opinion... My humble opinion, the most over wrestler in Melbourne. Oh, hundred percent. The heels are over too. Well, yeah. he's here and he's waiting to go. So let's chat to him. <laughs> All right, guys, joining us now is a man who held the MCW Women's Championship a couple of months ago. I think he was also the was he the was it the Intercontinental Championship or the Commonwealth Championship or something? He had a couple Tony, of belts. I love, I love that you do your research, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The great thing is I could do my research and I'd still bloody forget what I was doing anyway. Yeah, that's uh, J- Jarvis joins us on the line. Hello, Jarvis. G'day, g'day. Uh, how are you, mate? How's um, life been? You know, life's life. Yeah, I think this year has been a very interesting year for me uh, to to kick it off nice and easy. Um, I don't know. It's just been a, it's been a whirlwind, really. I've I've gone through a lot of life changes, a lot of um res- wrestling changes, a lot of a lot of everything. There's there's been ups and downs, and there's been lefts and rights, and who knows? Next year I might be in the fourth dimension. <laughs> uh, Tony doesn't know what that means. That's um, right. I don't think I do it's, either. It's, to be fair, listen, who knows? The fourth dimension, unknown. You know, it's, <laughs> oh, we all we all live in the third. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I haven't. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's let's talk about your year, Jarvis, because at the start of the year, you would have done what every wrestler is about to start doing and say, 
next year is going to be my year. This is going to be the year that I finally break through. But um, did you envisage the success that you've had coming in a 12-month period? God, no. I don't. I didn't think I was going to be where I'm at. I don't think I'd be... I don't think I knew I was going to be wrestling at the promotions I'm wrestling at. I don't think I would have known and even envisioned that i mean i would have wished 100% the matches that i would have had you know to this day but it's just been as i said it's been a whirlwind it's been um a crazy 12 months and to think that realistically this year started with me and me and murder going to adelaide um to wrestle for the acw uh tag tournament um and you know get knocked down in the first round but to think it started with that and murdoch's fault surely uh yeah actually it was it was yes he, he, he took he took the pin in the end i didn't i was on the outside um hurting um so you know it was it, it's just been an absolute crazy 12 months um i think this was pre- probably about the last time i was speaking to you guys was about 12 months ago as well and i was saying that you know i i've got a lot of things planned and realistically i don't think i had anything planned properly i was i was dreaming i was putting into existence and maybe being on this podcast was the reason why it got into existence in the first place who knows um, but you know, it. everything yeah, we'll happens. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, you, you got to have some sort of accolades, um, in this podcast, you know, you guys aren't as regular as you used to be. So just chuck it on there. Java, yeah. the, the whole reason my career is the way it is because of on the turnbuckle, let's just take oh, it that way. <laughs> I was going to say when we had you on 12 months ago or, you know, eight shows ago is how our calendar works. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've been injured and rehabbing. It's- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got the CM Punk schedule going right now. It's it's more flattering now when we do tap people on the shoulder because we're very selective on who we speak to. And um <laughs> privilege. <laughs> but um honestly, with you this year, and we're gonna get into some of the crazy matches and some of the places that you've wrestled, but what's probably most pleasing for you and the people who are booking you are the reactions you're getting. Um is that something what does it feel like when you're in the ring and, and you're hearing the noise of the crowd? Um, they're not positive reactions, oh, well, but they're no. reactions. No, but that's what I want. I don't want people to like me. I don't care if people like me is the thing as well. Like, I I feel like I've got it's, – it's annoying that I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it because – it's the truth. I've got. I feel like I got an old school kind of heel wrestling mindset. Oh, get the booze. Get get the heat. Get all the shit that will build up this baby face to be the biggest thing in the night or the biggest reaction on the night. And realistically, I'm I'm not a person personally of old school wrestling mentality. Of, um, you know, obviously I've got the traits and some of the like backstage stuff to make sure you're nice and all that stuff. But for me, it's. I feel like I've, I've got a lot of new age wrestling in my brain and I feel like comparatively the, the one that stuck out to me the most was a quote from hangman was that he doesn't watch his matches back. He kind of just will, or, or he won't watch other people's matches or go into other things. He'll see what he does and see if it works and see if he gets the reactions and then will kind of work that back on his own character and his own wrestling philosophy that way. I feel like I've, that's kind of almost the mentality. I've gone with. I'll watch my back my matches about twelve hundred times. I've I've watched back this Robbie match about a dozen times within a span of a in three days. Like I watched it back so much because I wanted to know what was I doing wrong, what was I doing right, where did I need to get uh, more heat from, where could I piss off the crowd more, where could I piss piss off Robbie more, where could I take moments to to embrace the crowd and let them kind of just 
feel involved without me really necessarily doing anything. There's a lot of things in my brain that will, will just not hit properly because I'm don't, I'm not thinking super old school. I'm not thinking super new school. I'm kind of in a weird mix of two where I'll take the best of both worlds and see what works for me because what works for me is getting these reactions and I don't know how they're getting these reactions. I, they're connecting with me in some sort of way, but it, realistically, it's just kind of feeling it out there and kind of adapting to the situations thrown at me in the first place. I'll tell you what, you are 100% the most hated wrestler in Australia at the moment. <laughs> and I tell you as a compliment. Thank you. No, no I, I do. I, I remember, I think it was two events ago, MCW at Thornbury. It was a, a night event. So the, the last event was a day event, wasn't it? No. No, okay. Well, there might have been the last event. But I was upstairs with you at the end of the night. You were talking to some family or friends or whatever it may have been upstairs on the balcony. And a guy who was not a part of your party oh, yes, sorry, walked no. past <laughs> you. you. You know what I'm going to say. And he's literally looked at you and said, you're a fucking smart ass, mate. I'm glad <laughs> you lost those belts. And walked off. Yeah, it was pretty This great. guy's just come out of nowhere. And I've heard it. And I've gone, you're kidding me, mate. Where, what was that about? I'll tell, you believe. I'll, I'll tell you this beforehand, Tony. I was just looking at the guy too. He walked past and he, he, I think him or his mate said my name and I just started staring at this one dude, that, that dude that you, you're talking yeah. about. I just stared at him the entire time and it was not until he got to the stairs where he started talking shit and I was just like, oh, that's random as hell. Yeah, I don't know what the go is. And then it wasn't until afterwards he was like, oh, I didn't mean anything of that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Or like, you know, he was like trying <laughs> to like butter me up or something. I'm like, mate, shut up. <laughs> you said it. You said it. You said it. Yeah, exactly but, it. I'm like, I don't listen. I don't take um that type of stuff too seriously either. Obviously, no, it's no. a bit of fun. It's no one knows who I am uh in my day to day life. No one knows what I am and what my philosophy is in regular life in a general sense. But when it comes to wrestling, I just enjoy the fun of it. I enjoy the banter of it, and I don't take anything super seriously because realistically, I'm a I'm a dude in my twenties wrestling the spandex <laughs> like come on like it's not it's not that serious you know um but, but the fact know, that that true. happened it really shows you that you Your are school hate yeah it's just really yeah. hate real hate when when did uh when did you realize you had this ability to make people off? hate you it was probably after a probably couple of the mc no, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> they, they hated me for other reasons. <laughs> um, I, no, I think it was after the, some of these MCW shows. I think after some of their reactions with with Emin, um, I think even our like first match uh, for the Ascension tournament, which happened, I think like started this year or whatever, or maybe it's like last year, I think or whatever. Um, I think the management in MCW understood that I was getting this heat. I don't think I fully realized what type of heat i was getting until late like mid this year i would say um and you know i would have some of the boys come up and be like oh they they bloody hate you guys you know like oh they like talking to me and murdoch or they're saying oh they're just you know you guys are getting great heat or whatever and i don't think it really clicked with me because i was kind of like oh yeah sure whatever like and obviously when you go back and watch the matches they've got commentary over so you don't hearing that initial crowd reaction um or like that true crowd reaction so for me i think it was probably the second match with Emin, which was mid this mid this year, I want to say, um, that I think I really understood. Like, oh, I've actually kind of got something. Like, I've, the the crowd is reacting to me in a way where I can just look at them and they will start not going bananas, but just start booing and you know saying a whole bunch of chants that 
realistically, I don't oh, care the about fuck you. The fuck you, Jarvis chant. Yeah. It's it pretty loud at stages. It's funny that you say that because, I mean, I've seen you. I saw you when you were really green getting good heat we at pump. PCW. You were getting good heat at PCW as a smartass. Yeah. Um, but you hadn't found your character yet. You were just mm. sort of teasing it. Um, but your first match at MCW, I think the first thing I ever heard you say in an MCW ring was, fuck MCW or something like that. To those, to the... Yeah, yeah. I think I said like, so, like MCW ain't shit or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, you stuck your finger um, up at the crowd. Like, yeah. they knew they hated you pretty early. Well, yeah, I think that's the idea. I think for me, it's like, well, how's the best way to get a crowd to hate you? Just shit on them or shit on the company that they're coming to watch or, you know, do something that will generate that type of reaction. Like if I'm going to tell you that I fucking hate you or that I want to see you you get beat the fuck out, you're not going to like me. Of course you're not. If I talk shit about you behind your back and you find out, you're not going to like me. But I'm just doing that to people's faces instead. And I think it's not just that. It's the disrespect you were showing to what is a premium brand in Australian wrestling um, on your first night. I think um, that that basically announces who you are. Mm. Um, and then you can build from there, which you've done. Um, let's talk about what I feel. Look, I did my voting in the MCW year-end awards. So did I. And I'm pretty sure that I voted you in, if not every category, all but one. So did um, I. <laughs> <laughs> And I was voting honestly. It's just, but I want to talk about what I think is the feud of the year in Australian wrestling, which is you and Delta. Um, what works about you wrestling Delta? What is it? I don't know. I think it was uh, the shock factor. I think was the most was the biggest thing. I mean, obviously Delta. You hear the crowd reactions. I mean, if you remember um, at the at the uh, not the fights that survived the show beforehand the was it the brawl? No, it wasn't the brawl. I'm trying to think what it was. Um. Anyway, the show before Fight to Survive. Um, they had they were setting up the the five on five match, and the crowd was going nuts and wanting Delta to come out for the match that she's already got a match for the next show. Mm. So like, she's already over as can be, and I think the pairing of us and the way that I was getting heat just added to that. And the fact that I beat her for the championship in a a quick match in in a dirty quick match that we were a part of was kind of the catalyst for the entire story and the entire, um, you know, how everything kind of operated from there on in. Because obviously the whole point of it was to make Delta this supreme baby face, this, this girl that will be over no matter where she goes. I would say the next Rhea Ripley, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't compare. I would say that she'll be in her own lane. It's just a comparison because yeah. currently Rhea is the most dominant force in the Fed. So... I and think they, Delta... came, they came out of the same place and they exactly trained it. under the same people and very similar. They're both, yeah. um, they're both very, very sim special. Exactly it. So I think for the way we meshed together and the way we worked and the way we built this story, obviously to the, to the booker's credit, they, I think made the story perfect in my personal opinion. Um, and being a part of it, um, they were, yeah, it was just, I think something that you couldn't, capture again and especially with different people i don't think you could do the same story with a different girl and a different guy i don't think you could do the same story with delta and another dude i don't think you could do the same story with me and another girl i just don't think it's it's that simple because we yeah. were just lightning so exactly lightning the body it was we were so over in our own respective ways and the fact that i had that shock value of winning the women's championship which is the first time 
really and a guy's held that but it made sense because i was such a despisable guy and a despisable heel that i was going to get heat no matter what and that just only added to the fact and the fact that delta kept trying to come after me and i was dodging her as much as i could because realistically i don't want to face her properly we saw what happened when i faced her properly i got my ass beat it was a fucking good match exactly it. Good so, match. yeah so but, yeah when when that story is coming together and the idea is at the initial stages is there any trepidation that the story could get garner the wrong heat and not the right heat that you guys are chasing in this climate that we're in at the moment it's like a yes and a no answer i think if you're in the business and you understand the business you know that it's a work you know that's a story you know that they're building to something more you know i was thinking i was listening to the the Australian, uh, what's the other podcast called? The a- ATN, I think it is, or something like that. Uh, probably Wrestle Radio, um, was it? Wrestle Radio, that's the one, yeah. sorry. Um, and I was listening to them. You know, I, I keep up to date what's going around in terms of like what fans want because I like to hear that. I, I consume my content of wrestling mainly through people that are fans of wrestling and what they kind of like and what they kind of want to see because that's also kind of what I would like to see as well. And I align my views on that way. But, you know, hearing that, Sorry, I've completely blanked on the question. Go one more time. <laughs> oh, just the, the is was there any trepidation of getting oh, yes. garnering the wrong Sorry. heat? Uh, not yeah, the right who you're chasing. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think possibly, but I think those people that were going to give the wrong, uh, get like heated about what has happened in terms of me winning the the women's championship, I think they were working themselves into a shoot. Realistically, they weren't in for the journey. They weren't in for the ride. They wanted to hate something before it really even finished and that's on them not on me i'm just there doing my job and building a story that to majority of fans i would say and to the majority of people that understand i guess the business a little bit whether you're a fan or a wrestler um you know we understood that there's a bigger point to this there's a, there's a climax to this there's a point where i'm going to get my ass kicked because that is what the fans are going to want to see and that's what the story needs to be um but I even had wrestlers at different shows go, I, we think it's hilarious. You know, I, I didn't know I was properly winning the women's championship because I didn't read a text message properly. And it wasn't until Why Asia. You it? There was no way you were shaving your head. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you say that. I didn't realize that the women's championship was technically on the line because I didn't read the text message right. I knew that it was just kind of there, but I didn't realize I was um, I was going to win it. Um so that was that was a whole other story that thank God for Asia reading a text message to me properly. Otherwise, I would have been, I would have rocked up on the day, gone, wait, what? Nah, you're 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 pulling my leg. Like that's that's how like oblivious I was. I was just happy to be on the show. Realistically, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Asia, and I want to step back just a, a fraction. And it's a two-part question. You had a great relationship with Asia and Murdoch, the three of you, and I believe that that has a, a big part to play in where you're at now in regards to developing you as a character, how much of that is correct? And secondly, how scary was it for you to leave the comfortability of being with those two and going alone? Um, well, obviously, as you know, I didn't stay away from them too long. Like they're, yeah. they're two of probably one of my closest friends in terms of wrestling in general sense. And I would even say just in, in life as well, like they've, been so supportive of me and i've been so supportive of them and you know asia's done tremendous work over this year i think she's had a bigger year than i think anyone else in the country personally and i'm and i'm not saying just like in australia i mean she's gone overseas she's done flatback she's done everything asia's a jet and she deserves it all too 
exactly it. And Mers the same. Like maybe he hasn't pushed himself, but that might be because of other reasons. Um, but still, the opportunity he gets, he he puts it out there and he shows his worth. But those two have been. I mean, I started training with them at PCW. I started my career really with them and uh, became really close friends with them over time. And they, I think, in terms of the character aspect, I don't think they necessarily um, kind of helped me push my character f- further. Um, I think that kind of just came with experience on the show and and time on the shows and being able to kind of hear crowd reactions and have a story, really. I think the biggest part of my character was the evolution of, like, actually having a story to bite my teeth into and having an objective and a goal and and being in situations that allows my character to then evolve. Like, I don't think it's necessary. I think there was, like, you know, maybe like certain moves or certain sequences that was probably inspired by by Mer and Aish, but I don't think necessarily the character itself was um, advanced by them, sadly. Um, they helped me so much in terms of like understanding and doing things the right way. They they have always had my back and, you know, have been such just a tremendous help in my journey as as a wrestler. I was cleaning out my hard drive the other day and I went through my... Oh, jeez, oh, man. Hang on. I, Whoa. No, well, I stumble over the video of Murdoch running away from Ugg at the baseball <laughs> venue, and it's still funny. Know, you probably stumbled over a few other things that you don't want to share. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll share that, that though. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, offline, maybe offline. Um, it's it's well, let's talk a little bit about Renegades of Wrestling, um, and the ambush because, um, it was the first night of that company, and they really picked you for, um, as these are the young people we want to push to the moon and, and, mm. and basically revolve our shows around. Is that the first, was that the first time you've had a promoter sort of put that kind of faith in you? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Um, Mikey J I think saw talent in all of us and saw something in all of us. And he, to give him his praise, he was the brainchild of of us four coming together he was he was half the reason why we were put together in the first place he's half the reason why me and murdoch were on the show in the first place he's he's he understands young talent when he sees it and wants to push that young ch- talent and understand and make that talent evolve as well and he wants to make sure that he has some sort of i i believe has some sort of stamp on the business in at least in australia when he's all said and done and he's all you know away and doing his own thing in, in something else. I maybe might stay in the business the rest of his life. I don't, He'll die I don't in know. the business. Probably Sorry, <laughs> but um but yeah no I think it, it was crazy because I don't I don't think I was ever really thought about for Renegades initially. Obviously they had their kind of tease and their lineup and I think COVID hit and everything and stunted their their growth in their business. But I was I don't think ever really considered for that and it wasn't until i think mikey saw me at a few pcw shows and saw the reactions i was getting that he was like oh we could try to do something there um so it's it's been fun i I enjoy renegades for such different reasons what than why i enjoy mcw um because i get to i think i get to be around my friends a little bit more and i get to be a bit more fun and a bit more bantery and because i've got asian murdoch and and now my relationship with emin's even growing uh so much more than it was over the past like kind of couple of years since I've known him. Um, our chemistry all together as a group and the way we are slowly taking over Renegades and slowly building us up to be the the face of that company. I want I want to say. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm excited. 
I'm hungry. I mean, you could see how hungry I was against Robbie. I, I, I wanted that opportunity. I w wanted to take that seriously. I put eight weeks plus of like training my body to be in the best physical shape it could be because I wanted to show that I had what it takes to be in that company, to wrestle some of the biggest stars in the country and outside the country as well uh, with all the accolades that Robbie has. So it's, it's something that I'll appreciate and cherish until my time in the business is done as well. So, yeah. It's so good to hear guys not taking things for granted, young kids like yourself. It's just good. It's, yeah. So many, well, so many guys out there are thinking, well, you know, I deserve this. I've been in the business now for five years and I, I deserve it. It's, it's not the case at all. You deserve what you put in, you'll get out of it. And listen, I, was, I think I was talking to Murdoch about this a few a few months ago when I had both the championships. I, 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 he was over at my place and I, and I had the championships and we're just sitting in, in, in my backyard and we're just like, how has this happened? How the fuck have you done this? And I, I went to him, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I, how, I don't know how I've done this. I've just, I feel like if anyone, and I said this to a few, a few, a few people, I don't think if a, if a young aspiring wrestler came up to me and said, oh, how do I get into MCW? How do I get into Renegades? I would tell them, I don't fucking know. I don't know how I got here in my first place. Yeah. I think I was just lucky and fortunate enough to be in the right places at the right times to, to show the ability that I have and to show the, the character and the, you know, uh, stage presence, I would say is the better term for it, um, to the right people. And luckily enough, that was, I was just at the right time and it was very fortunate for my, for myself. And I've seen a lot of people come and go out of the business or people that are still in the business that aren't at the places that I'm at in my short term career. Um, like I miss Royce to death. I do. But what he was able to accomplish in the short space that he was in was unbelievable. And that's something that I aspire to be. And I hope one day, I mean, I'm putting this out there. I should really message the dude because I'm so bad at messaging people. But I hope he comes back because I love him so much. And I love the type of guy Royce was. But, um, you know, if, even other people just haven't been able to crack that that barrier. and luckily got for a me, feeling you've got a feeling you'll hear that so yeah um, uh, <laughs> we all love Royce. yeah i'll yeah, sleep yeah, with him love, love him to death well, you <laughs> well we, we're in the same apartment same apartment you're oh, in the yeah. same room i'm pretty sure you ate his noodles tony just circling back to the robbie match what was the biggest thing you took out of it like you know learning being in in the ring with someone with that experience at the top of his game in who's not shy with his feedback he'll he'll give you his feedback yeah too, well that, which that's is important true. what did you learn before robbie told you what you learned uh... <laughs> i think i think putting a match together i think the way yeah. his brain worked and the way he was able to creatively change things and adjust things just within seconds like i would just see his brain tick and i'd go like how like mm. i don't think i could come up with this unless i was in the ring practicing myself but because he's got so much repetition under his belt because he's been doing it for so long because he's been at some of the highest levels you can be in terms of a career in wrestling it's just comes natural to him and and soon hopefully that could be the same for me it's just a lot of repetition and that's what he said to me afterwards it's rep, it's rep after rep after rep after rep and sometimes these reps don't come until you're at those big shows and you're at that 
um, you're fortunate enough to get those match experiences because you can you can practice as much as you want, but it's it will can all go away in the matter of seconds the second you step into that ring in front of a live audience. You know, you could study for a test, you could study for your sacks, you could study for your exams, but the second you're in that room and it's complete silence and you have to write a two thousand word essay about some garbage book you've had to read the entire year, your brain can go blank within seconds. And that could that was literally the same thing I had when I had Robbie in the match in the uh, Renegades match. I went out there. I was panicking the entire time beforehand. You can ask Murdoch how I was. I wasn't. I wasn't well. Um, but you know, the second I got in there, and the second I started wrestling, and the second the second that me and Robbie started really fit, I, I started really understanding how Robbie was in the ring. I felt more comfortable over time, and I think you can see that in the match a little bit as well, personally. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. He's he's a he's a gun. He's a jet. I will never take that experience away ever, and I can't wait till I have another match with him because I, I I came back after that match going, I could do so much better. I knew yeah. the second I came back from that curtain, I knew I could do so much better, knowing not only bef- as you as you said, um, uh, Lyle, um, before uh before he gave me any feedback i knew exactly a few things that i could have done just extremely better to make that match just feel more important and feel a lot more intense or a lot more you know cocky on my part and give my character a bit more there was so many little nuances and going back and watching it a dozen times within three days i knew i know exactly the points that he was saying when he came backstage and was explaining to me his his thoughts of the match you're exactly it was an right. Enjoyable though, but... match to watch for the crowd, but um, when you get in the ring with someone like Robbie, you realise that the level that there is to get to as well. Like he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Oh, I even said it to him backstage. I said, I "said you're you're Robbie fucking Eagles." Like I I don't believe what I just did, and I don't think I had no memory of what I just did. Like that that's how that's how how much of a whirlwind I was in. And because I also put myself in, under so much pressure, um, met my own personal stuff, like training my ass off for it. I, I just had a whirlwind of emotions and a whirlwind of stress going through me, which I don't think I'll tr- do again, but I, I might because I'm just a f- nutcase. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tony, sorry. Uh, well, she just cut you completely off. Yeah. Go, no, go no, and he did. And he does that all the time. No, I was just going to say, you're exactly right though. It, what the difference between you and Robbie is the difference between a full-time professional and a bloke that does this once a weekend, every weekend. Oh, not even. Yeah. I've, I've Comparatively to the matches I've done over the past few years when I was in my kind of rookie years at PCW, I, I'm, I'm not wrestling the same amount of matches that I am now. And I think I'm very grateful to, to from start wrestling at PCW because they gave me the opportunity to wrestle on a weekly basis. Now I'm wrestling maybe once a month, maybe twice if I'm lucky. Um, I think I was looking at my cage match because uh, this was a great thing. I like would go in cage match to see like kind of like just random shit and see like maybe my title. I think it's when I got the women's title or the in the Commonwealth. I was like, I don't know how many days I've had it, and I was like, maybe cage match might have done something to like see if I've like got a t- like how much title title reigns I've got. And someone made a page thankfully, and I've looked at my title reigns. I was like, oh sweet, cool, nice. Kevin Chiat would have made the page. Yeah, Australia's, Australia's wrestling historian. He's the what, best. What a legend! Um, because it's helped me <laughs> remember how many matches I've had. Because <laughs> I've gone through. And I'm like, oh cool, that's my match. Okay, cool, that's how many matches I've had here. I've got a notebook of it all, but that's been if, a help. <laughs> if it wasn't for cage match, I wouldn't have any research to do. 
You didn't have any research at the start, so it's fine. No, mate. that's yeah. yeah <laughs> Jeez, Are you went on Wikipedia once, Tony, and I did finishing got something wrong. wrong yeah, they tell you in schools not to go on Wikipedia because it's all just bullshit information. But it's like it's like it's like a fifty-fifty. It's like depends what. Yeah. Did what you ever know that on. there was a move called the flying foreskin? There isn't. <laughs> yeah, I created it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's where it's where my Asian ability comes into. You know, I start flying Jackie Chan style, and my yeah. foreskin just flies straight at him. <laughs> There you go. It's there. Now, you are wrestling twice in the weekend um, in about a week oh. and a half's time. A rare occurrence. Um, <laughs> uh, you've got Wrestle Rock on the Friday, which mm-hmm. is always... I never remember the shows, I'm going to be honest with you, but I do enjoy attending them. Um, you've got a triple threat match there. Mm, I do. I've got a question about this. Yeah, so you're wrestling uh, Tyson Reed mm-hmm. and... Uh, Moody eighty nine from New Zealand, triple That's a threat great promo. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen, ah, uh, such and a watch good it. promo. But I was just querying you. Uh, you quote tweeted the uh, match graphic. Just put a couple <laughs> of emojis under it. I was just trying. Can you explain? You had a couple of clouds, a couple of three leaf clovers, and two pills. Can you just explain what what is that in reference to? If I speak, I'm in trouble. That's that's the most I can say. You know, it's right. it's a uh, it's it's a more of if you know you know you could easily look up those images uh, those uh funny what am I saying? Emojis? You can easily yeah emojis online and figure it out. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it. You you can right. look it up. Do, do some mom, work long. Yeah, do do some research. Like Tony no, does. You know, he does all the research around here. Doesn't even know what championship I'm the only one. Held, but you know it's Let's fine. Let's just say there's a there's a very high prize for this match. Okay. All right. Just, well, just make sure white, you get some money it's afterwards a white Christmas and I can make it to the point to the point where I tried to get myself entered into it. <laughs> hey, listen, if you want to come to me after the show, I'm sure I can sort something out for you, mate. I'll be there. <laughs> you you got to win it first. Hey, listen, whoa! <laughs> you you doubt my ability? I don't. I, think, I, I just I think it's I'm a actually under match. Anything can happen. I'm undefeated at Russell Rock. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, yeah, yeah Rock will come and give you a hand. I'm sure. Oh, he hey, yeah. Uh, while we while we're uh, talking about social media, we've had some questions from our listeners to throw your way. Uh, one comes from the great man Rocky Monero, personal friend of mine, <laughs> fantastic bloke. Uh, where does he rank himself in the all-time list of great Australian women's champions? Well, did you did you watch the promo I did when I went and saw and enlisted? Well, I had a video package that listed all the previous championships no. and who was who was the last one. Me, you? exactly. So who's the best? Me. I mean, it's in it's in my title, it's in my name. I'm the greatest, as Murdoch would say. Um, it it's me, and then there's a there's a big there's a big gap, like about like a, a 200 meter gap. No, so more like a like a eight kilometer gap, and yeah. then everyone else in like the same line. Like it's like they're all equal. First, and then like a hundredth place, and then it's everyone else. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, sorry, a question for me just on that. Why don't you yeah. like Rocky? Well, he tried to screw me out of championships, mate. Mm. He, 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 I had a match with Emin for the Intercommonwealth title. And then on the show day, when I was in the ring, he just randomly said, Oh, your women's championships on the line. And I said, I'm like, what? I didn't have a say in it. I didn't have a choice in it. And he just tried to screw me out of it. And, and he, you know, he also tried to screw me out. He, he actually, he screwed me out of my titles against Delta. I said, I didn't want a match because. She couldn't she fight me. For... Yet. Yeah, exactly. She hadn't earned it. She what gave me an F five and and I kind of screwed Asia in her match. Like, well, sorry. How does that? So Asia should have got the shot. Exactly it. Asia should have got the shot. But you know, 
screw Rocky. It's fine. I got another question about yeah, this. Shit. He's, he's only the GM. It's fine. I'm sure I won't get any any backlash out of the GM. <laughs> hey, why is it there a a battle royal for the shot at these titles that you've never had a rematch for? Brooksy's had 19 rematches at dusk. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm there. I mean, I'm I'm technically not even announced for that. You know, I, know. I don't. I, I'm not even. Might not even be part of it. I might not even get a chance to to fight for my honor but nonetheless um whatever like it's whatever like you know they're gonna chuck me in the match if they if they chuck me in the match just chuck yourself in the match even I, you if know they what don't yeah you, just it, get in there it's i don't reckon like, rocky's got the balls to throw you out <laughs> he's not gonna be in the match he's got too he's too busy hunting uh robbie thorpe anyway um uh he listen i think i do a a, a special uh number 30 entrant you know it's not even a rumble I, I just yeah, come in. I'll come in. I'll come in. What, what, when there's what, two left, I'm gonna I'm gonna book this right now for you boys. What we're gonna do? We're gonna have the battle royal. All these all these plebs are gonna go into this ring and fight each other, and they're not gonna realize that I'm coming at last and having like a one on one match with them. And then I and then I just pin them. I don't even throw so, them out of the ring. I just pin so them. Poor Lockie's gonna throw out the last person. He's yep. gonna think that he's getting the title. He's, he's gonna do his dance. He's gonna do yep. the Michael Jackson dance and everything That'll like that. Be Ten minutes gone. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll come in. And then I'll roll them up, put my foot in the ropes, and win. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be off to Delta again at the anniversary show. Just make sure that on your way out, you click your heels together because I <laughs> yes. really enjoyed that last time. Yeah. Yep, I'm going to click my heels and pretend like I'm going home and then I'll vanish mysteriously on stage like like Dorothy did in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect. You got any other uh, questions was, for our listeners? There was, there was one more question, I believe. I saw it on Twitter. How dare you rob this other person? Let me. I'm gonna. I'll do the research myself. Thank Twitter you very much. Hmm. That's all right, guys. Um, so Matt at Tribal Strategy. I saw that. He asked me, "How does it feel to be arguably the breakout star of 2023? What uh, attribute to the metric rise? I mean, we already talked about this, but I mean, realistically, I'm the best. That, you're not arguably. You know what? You're right. You're you're right, Walsh. I'm not. Uh, it's no argue about it. I am the best. I'm the greatest. It is what it is. Um. I don't know. I think it's been interesting. It's been a weird, it's, it's a weird year, right? Like I feel coming out of COVID, um, having shows that I think have been very irregular. There hasn't been a lot of, I guess, chances for, for a lot of people to um, kind of show what they're worth. I think sadly, Renegades haven't been as consistent as I think they would have hoped to be. I think um, MCW has had, um, enough shows but you know they've had they're starting to plant a lot of seeds with newer talent and i think again i've just been fortunate enough to be in the right situations at the right time um and just been given these opportunities which luckily enough i've been able to knock out the park and it's just very it's very rewarding seeing i guess the the response online and the response that you guys see and the response that australian uh the wrestle radio um have given me and stuff like that so i think it's just been a very, it, it feels nice. If it, I don't, I haven't had a lot of like kind of accolades in like other sporting areas. So to be able to have a, a very fun and good year like this, it's been very, very fortunate and I'm very privileged to be in that situation. Well, Jarvis, we're very fortunate and very privileged to know that we actually started off your career in this area. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I'm very fortunate. And today you finished it. Yeah, yeah today you, you either finished <laughs> it or you've kicked me off into another gear, and I'll and I'll be blown out the water after this. Yeah, oh. the good thing is it'll only be eight shows. It might be another year, but it'll only be eight <laughs> yeah. shows. So hey, that's, look, that's all right. And you cap it off on a beautiful eighth on mine. We certainly have, mate. Congratulations. We're we're all serious. In all seriousness, it's been a fantastic year for you. It's been lovely to watch the uh, involvement of your of the you evolution. as a wrestler. The evolution. That's a great word. Uh, I wish I had a thought of it. The evolution of you as a wrestler. Right. You don't think much, do you? No. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> Can you do me a favor though? Because I know I know Rocky well, and he's an old school wog. He's not going to turn around and apologize to you for anything or fix this up. Can you just sort of try and fix things up with him? Because he's an angry man when he Bring talks about you, and he's not nice. Well, He'll be happy. Plus, he, he, he loves pastitsies. He can he can come make a meeting with me. I'm a very busy guy. He can make a meeting with me, and then we can try to hash it out. But you know, I might throw hands. Like, you know, it just might be the case. Like, and realistically, mm. he's got a sore neck. Easy target. He has. Like, disappoints me. Is he got a sore neck because you're such a pain in the neck? Oh, that's a good point. No, it's because he lives in Adelaide. <laughs> that's a good point too. If that can uh, be called living. It's... Yeah, it's all the it's all the flights, you know. He doesn't have like the proper neck brace or like the sleeping pillow on, you know. It's just all the flights that, that cook him over. Enjoy what's left of 2023, mate. Uh, have a great break and come back even stronger, bigger, and better. Thank in you. 2024, if that's possible. Good evening, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Jarvis joins us here on the Turnbuckle. Welcome to Intermission. <laughs> Intermission. Welcome back, part two of. <laughs> Excuse me. Welcome Leaving back, part. In. No, no, no. Are you keeping that in, or are you? No, it'll come out. <laughs> you watch; it's not going to come out. Welcome back, part two of the program. He's a he's a good kid. He knows where he's at, and I think that's half of his battle won. Oh, I'm unashamedly a huge fan of Jarvis. Now you're the president of the Jarvis fan club. You have been for the last couple of years. You got a I good. Was the only me- I was the only member for a while. Um, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the we hate got Jarvis fan club is fiery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, he's um, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and I'm pretty sure that's the first on the turnbuckle guest that has asked themselves their own question yes, on air. Yes, their own is, listener uh, questions. So yeah. that's a first good preparation. Uh, good preparation. He's had a really big year. He's the first. He'll be hosting next year. Well, you know, he, he just can do it all, I think. Too. Hey, uh, boy, oh boy, boys, uh, we, we talk about some of the pops that Jarvis has got this year or some of the... Oh, he doesn't was... get much pops. No, no, he doesn't. No, but he gets a lot of hatred, <laughs> a lot of yelling. Uh, the good, good heat. How about the pop, though, at Chicago on the weekend? What, what are you talking on, about, Tony? Oh. I'll try and cut this out, too. <laughs> Jeez, just what I did. My just what I needed. Uh, 
CM Punk's return to the WWE. Just before that, like, was this the first time they've ever done a Survivor Series in Chicago, Lyle? No. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I won't answer no, for Lyle. Uh, oh, no. I reckon it is. Yeah, it had to have been. I don't believe a... No, it's got to be the first time. I can tell you it's the first time they've done a WWE War Games in Chicago because when we were there four years ago... We? Oh, no, oh, sorry, weren't you there? I oh, mean, my son. Uh, it was oh, okay. Is that the child labour laws? You've never, you've never mentioned this. Yeah. NXT yeah, War Games, it was on the Saturday, and uh, yeah. Survivor Series on the Sunday. Have you but, been allowed back since the child labour law charges you got? I haven't tried to go back. The tax write-off you tried to use as your son as the cameraman when he was 12 years old? Well, Biden's president, I won't <laughs> I even try know. to go back because but I don't know what could happen Australians to Australians in America and underage at the moment. That's a bit of a dirty topic. Oh, um, <laughs> can we... So CM Pump, yes, Lyle, talk to us. He's back. Did Is anyone he... think it would happen? I, I don't think I believe it would happen. frozen over, as he I said, didn't... like... Yeah, I actually watched majority of the show live and texting back and forth with Welshy and a couple of phone calls. And I felt I was working myself into a shoot, especially when they, well, you know, there was another return as well, Randy Orton. There was uh, another one as well. Ah, truth. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, they were telling us that CM Punk was going to be there without telling us in the wrestling ways and I just felt I was working myself into a shoot even the cutoff at the end when the uh the bottom third graphic you know signaling the end of the pay-per-view they left it to the last you know minute and a half and that crowd went absolutely nuts I popped at home it was it was really good wrestling I... is better with CM Punk in it um Look, yeah. um, obviously the show the show was like short, so when there was ten minutes to go, uh, I was suspecting something would happen, and um, but then it didn't happen for ages, and then it did, when it did, that pop was incredible. I don't think I've heard anything like it. Um, and it was really clever because having not filming sets reaction and having the fans share it to give it authenticity, um, was. I, it just adds to that speculation around it, which um, we don't see a lot of that. They're working the sheets, and I think it's um, it's a thing of beauty. I think um, it's what we want. We I don't want to know everything. No, that's right. And the blurring of the lines, which obviously AEW tried to do, but they didn't have all their this people doing it in the room at the same time going, hey, if you're going to say that, I'm going to say this. Or I think this will be a bit more controlled. Well, hopefully it's a bit more controlled. Uh, blurring of the lines, which is what we want. Real life animosity sells, and if you can work also, together and make money, it's going to be a hell of a ride. What do you think, Tony? Oh, look, I'm I'm amazed he went back. Uh, there was that much bad blood from the last uh, instalment of CM Punk and WWE that I just thought it could never ever happen again. So th there's obviously been a lot of talking, a lot of healing, and Apparently a lot of wasn't cash. That much, really. Talking, yeah. So, like him and Triple H, they he had a visit when he was suspended last. He had a visit to <laughs> when WWE. he was trying to get real when he was trying to get fired the first time. Yeah, when he was trying to get fired the first time, <laughs> and um, and apparently they had a pretty good chat that day. 
But then yeah. I don't think they'd had much contact till about 10 days before um, Survivor Series. And this is what I'm reading. Um, but, you know, the sheets haven't been right on much of this. So we'll wait and see. But, um, yeah, so apparently they had an, an hour conversation and it's gone from there. But I think, I feel like walking back in there, he's it's probably going to help him. Like walking back in and having that big machine at Punk's age is probably going to make him feel more comfortable than being in the promotion where there's less structure. Um, I didn't, I didn't see raw the next night. What, how did that go? Well, we'll get there in a moment. Um, but yeah, like I, I think 26 year old punk would have done amazing things in AEW. I think that promotion would have been set up for what his mindset and attitude was, but I think 40 odd year old punk, WWE is probably the right place. Yeah, um, oh, I, I, I think so. And you know, obviously, people have been asking, like, what's his motives and everything like that. You know, contradicting himself. But like, I think Triple H. We've said all, con- we've all contradicted ourselves. We're all life. human. We're all prostitutes for money. We work jobs that we don't like. He loves wrestling. Speak for yourself, if my boss you know, is listening. He's yeah. making. Uh, well, I've got a good job now, a great job now, to be honest. Um, uh, yeah. But I'm not getting paid for by I'm still I'm not getting paid by my former employer still like Sam Punk is with his merchandise this week. But whatever his motives are, even if they're out of spite to stick it to the you know the bad situation he's coming, who cares? This is a win for wrestling fans and a motivated Sam Punk. He's still amazing on a microphone. He's still solid in a ring at his age and having a near decade away from the ring. Just but, but enjoy on, but the on, ride. On that though, how long does the ride go for? Well, that, obviously, it's still filled. It's not well. Are you not no, talking seriously? about the contract, Tony? Or are you no, talking I, about? No, no. I'm talking about. Is I mean, there's going to be a point. There's going to be a point where what happened at AEW will happen at WWE. He'll get. He'll get disappointed with his, creativity, and he'll how say, "How was his run at WWE last time, though?" It was a long time. Yeah, it was a yeah. few years. It was a so, long time. No, no, he I, did really well. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think he's get, I think the run will be three years because I don't think he's going to be there full time, which is going to help. He's going to go. He's going to do a story. He's going to have a break. Um, yeah. And for your brain, like Goldberg was able to go back and have a good run at WWE, um, and he doesn't even like wrestling. No, but I think if it's like that, I feel you know from the outside looking in, when he's gone to AEW, he's the biggest star they've 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 gotten recruited and it's seen punk coming back to wrestling, which we never thought would happen. And that pressure that him as trying to be a locker room leader mm. and the star of the show by a long way, that pressure of trying to carry a promotion and being at every TV, trying to be involved with every bit of creative or whatever it is. He doesn't have that. Seeing punk cannot do that. You know, he's not, well, he doesn't real... have to do it. No, now he doesn't have to do yeah. it. He's, uh, you know, he's, ne- he's never pro- really. He's not a people it, person. Yeah, you know, he's not a people person. Yeah. He doesn't like. He's got people. his boys like Kofi and Randy and stuff like that. Like he's got his friends there, and I think that'll be enough. But you know, if it also Phil knows if this doesn't work, oh, it's it. It's it just it. proves to everyone that it's that, that it's him. Problem. That's so, what I mean. Like if the motivation is out of spite, and I'll show you. Who cares? A motivated CM Punk is great for wrestling fans. And funnily enough, if we got nothing but that moment at Survivor Series, it's enough. It 
if he came out, did that, and we never seen him again, it was like, that's a big fuck you to everyone. It's still CM Punk doing CM Punk things. Um, well, I'm looking forward to it. Like you said, Tony, it could blow up next week. It could blow up two months from now. It could blow up in two years. It's still the man behind CM Punk, you know. He's volatile, but um, hopefully oh, we'll find out. We'll find out where, like, this, this, there'll be tests for Triple H in this, um, but he's aware of that. Yeah. Um, like, no, no, neither. Here's the thing: neither side are going in blind. No, correct. Um, that's, that's true. And look, thank you, Tony Khan, for getting Punk to start wrestling again a couple of years ago. Because I don't, I think if he hadn't had his AEW run, I don't think we ever would have seen him wrestle. No, probably but, not. So, as much as some people are getting like you know. Schadenfreude at AW and stuff like that. If it wasn't for AW, um, I don't think we get this. Um, and this is the beauty of having two companies. Yeah, when Survive. there's when there's options for fans and wrestlers and people that work behind the scenes, there's options for everyone. I think it lives everyone's game. And how how well WWE has been the hottest they've been in what nearly two decades. Also, yeah. WWE like design a bloke. And put him on TV so quickly without a creative plan. Um, it's so attitude era, and I love that they're doing it. But I yeah. also love that they did it, but they didn't rush him into a program. They didn't have him come out and call out Seth Night One. No. They didn't come out. They're going to hold off till they work out what they want to do with him. Um, he can cut promos for three weeks, but um, he should only be wrestling sparingly. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Definitely, been, well, he got injured been... a couple of times in, in AEW, um, which you know he's still, you know, a forty-something-year-old man that hasn't wrestled. His you know, arms he's got are a lot. Big. Oh no, he's bigger than he was. You know, you know, he might have been training with Randy Orton, which we'll get to. But I just right now WWE doesn't need CM Punk. No, doesn't. They're they flying. They really. They don't need anyone. They've still. They are, they've still got. They've still got Brock to inject back into the mix. They don't need stage. him at the minute. They don't. But for them to willing to sign him on good faith, and you know Triple H touched on it during the press conference. If the demand is there from the fans, we're going to try and give the fans what they want. With that which... code for I hate this. I hate this bloke. But hey, <laughs> he's like I don't like him. But if you do. That's you. right. But, you know, <laughs> and, you know, say what you want. Vince has always brought everyone back. Um, I mean, you know, there are exceptions. Nails well, Macho Man. Back. Well, and Macho Man never got his chance to come back. But he probably would have eventually once uh, Stephanie was 45 years old. Um, but, yeah, you know. And Randy's back. The big as a house. Is how good he look. Far out. Whatever he is, like, his his abs are bigger than my biceps. He's always been in phenomenal physical condition, but he looks twenty kilos heavier with the and his abs are even better. But <laughs> with double back fusion, so much surgery. bigger, and he still looks lean. Like his neck, his neck looks a lot stronger. But yeah, I'm twenty amazing. kilos heavier, and I don't look that good. Hey, you look fine, Tony. Thanks, Lon. for a podcaster. Yeah. I've got a I've got a sheet over the screen, um. But yeah, look, he um, he looked great. Uh, he came in, just hit the greatest hits. All he needs to do, um, 
Randy's something of a nostalgia act. They're going to be, I, I feel like he's going to be limited in his movements after double back fusion. Yeah. Um, and he was told to retire by doctors. Yeah. <laughs> but and I think he, he just said, no, I'm going to get wrestler, bigger and come back. He goes to the doctors yeah. and the doctors go, well, you shouldn't do that. All right, let's move on because otherwise this is going to be a very long podcast. Uh, Bonds are in New Japan Tag League. Yeah, how good's that? <laughs> Australian rest everywhere. Everywhere. you got Robbie in Japan, Bonds are in Japan. I wouldn't even know how many Aussies are in Australia, uh, in America at the minute, uh, wrestling. You know, this is awesome. Good. This is good. Yeah, more people getting opportunities. Hopefully it opens doors for others. Um that's all it can do. So um, as a bloke who owns and runs wrestling programs and schools, it's good that he can go and um, and meet people over there and then hopefully open some doors for the guys yeah. that he works with as well. So it's twofold for someone like Bonza to be over there. It's a great thing. Uh, tell us about Sonny going to jail for 17 years. Probably could have been longer, to be honest. Um, well, she probably shouldn't have been out the first time, so she could have a chance to. Uh, fuck's drink. sake! Someone take her keys off it. Oh, uh, I, there's Ubers there. She's the I one don't... person who would be safer for her to be doing bumps off her keys than to be driving. <laughs> yeah, she killed someone. Yeah, you, you, you know, like uh, uh, it yeah. is sad, though, isn't it? It really is. Oh, it's fucking as look. It'd be sad if this was the first time she'd had a DUI, yeah, but when you've had like ten of them, and then you kill someone, yeah, um, it, it's not negligent. That's that's intent. That's stupid, I, I, don't, I don't no, honestly I don't think I don't think yeah. it is manslaughter at that point. I think it's murder. No, yeah. so it's like you got you know you got your issues or whatever. Well, you know, no driver's license either, no. and. What is it? Eighteen years or seventy times, seventy years, times, eight years probation afterwards, and never able to get a driver's license ever again. You know that's probably come a little bit too late. But not having the driver's license, she's proven it's never stopped them stop before. Stopped yeah. them before. Yeah, why couldn't no. it be her instead of Chris Candido? Why don't it be her instead of the old lady that she hit? To mm. be fair, well, moving on. Yeah. A uh, couple of big events coming up next weekend. A very record, record rock, a very Wrestle Rock Christmas and MCW Endgame. Friday for Wrestle Rock, Friday night, and Sunday afternoon for MCW Endgame. It's a good weekend to go to two wrestling shows um, and two very, very different wrestling shows. Um, I, You'll be I recovered reckon. from Friday night well enough to go Sunday? Look, I'll be. We'll see. I mean, I may, I may be alive. I may not be alive. Um, Save may, a little bit from Friday night, so to. I may be through. rooming with Sunny by then. <laughs> but yeah. um, Tony, we play, we can play golf in the morning, yeah, and then go to MCW, mate. Uh, no, I've got a family barbecue on him for the MCW, well, but you, I'm definitely going. You to could just play along. You could also just play along. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. Yeah, be honest, play, we'll play golf and then. Yeah, stuff you, your family. You've actually just said yes, Lila. That sounds like yeah. a great day. What would you? What would you prefer, Tony? Well, hang on. What would your family prefer? Oh, you no, to for to me to go to yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So do the right thing. It's a, but you never it's said a, it was his family forgiving. barbecue, <laughs> except my wife, because then she'd have to drive all the way out to Hillsville, which is where we're having it. So uh, he lives in if, Hillsville. No, no, we, there's just a lovely park out there and all that sort of stuff. We just thought we'd get out so of town. You, 
go on a drink in a park. Yes. Don't drive home. Lyle, Lyle does that in Cali Park in Werribee. <laughs> I was just about to say, Tony, you can have my ticket to the wrestling and I'll take your wife uh, to the family Christmas. I wouldn't mind meeting out my no, family. I'm sure she wouldn't mind that either, Lyle. No, she's only human. Mm. Uh, that's it. She did is. we mention Survivor Series at all? Or we just talked well, about Well, we did. CM we sort Punk. of spoke about it when we spoke about CM Punk. It was Punk, a good bloody show. I haven't watched a WWE pay-per-view since Mania. And I end up, well, I'd come in halfway through, but I went back and watched the women's War Games match, which was great. Uh, a, a WWE pay-per-view or any wrestling pay-per-view that finishes at three hours or just a little bit under is a good thing. Perfect for me. The uh, War Games concept has breathed new life into Survivor Series. It's like actually it. made it, it's made it a, an event you look forward to. And the way they've, they've start booking the teams a lot earlier, like with NXT, they were really like, oh, we've got to do war games. We'll just throw these teams together. This year, they make sure there's a strong faction of people well ahead of time. Yeah. And, and that's the key. And everyone in the women's and the men's, everyone was a star. Mm. Oh, that everyone. EO, EO's, EO's Sky. Sorry, I almost said her other name. Um, that bin spot off the off the gate, yeah, jumping blind, um, insane. She's insane. Yeah. How how um, long before, like the generation that grew up through when you know WWE wasn't so great, that they'll have nostalgia for Survivor Series going back old school, red shirts and blue shirts, with just random <laughs> SmackDown uh, versus Raw teams. That's still nostalgia. Is nostalgia. Probably about sense. seven years. Probably about six seven years away. <laughs> All right, I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably six or seven years away. Big show um, coming in with a giant SmackDown t-shirt. The one thing that was good about that was always the week before Survivor Series, where you had like the Battle Royal team. No, the Raw team would just invade SmackDown, and there'd That's be right. like this violent brawl. Um, I enjoyed that aspect on the the Go Home Show, um, but other the matches always sucked. Oh, they always suck. Give us and back then, the early nineties. Money would in. always book. Vince would book Raw to win like 5 0. It's like, why do we care about the rest of the matches? They're already up on an unassailable lead by the third match of the night. Like, who taught him how to book? All right, time for us to go. Uh, folks, we're going to do one more show for the year, and it'll just be sort of before Christmas, a bit of a Christmas show, but this is unannounced. The boys don't even know this. What I, what I want to do, guys, if we can, is if we, over the next oh, couple of weeks, we can get some. Uh, we can get something out there for our listeners to vote for their best matches, wrestlers, and all that sort of stuff for the year, internationally and locally, and we can announce those winners, sort of like our version of the Slammies, I suppose, uh, on our final show. End of year award, you know, yeah. awards. What was your favourite on the Turnbuckle episode out of the eight that we delivered? Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Yep, the 42 <laughs> that weren't delivered. They were the favourite <laughs> Look, here's to it. You know, we'll, we'll do that. We'll sit down. Watch our socials. Yeah, you know, and uh, maybe we'll be a bit more consistent next year. It'll be a bit maybe. more next year, I think. Maybe. We'll see. I'm, we enjoying, I'm enjoying wrestling more, so there's every chance that we're going to no. have more shows. All right, boys. Catch Kane, you. So we might have to find a new host. What am maybe I doing? Jarvis will do it. You're, you seem Jarvis. less keen. Maybe we get Jarvis done. Jarvis would be fantastic. Yeah. It's all like I'm Gene Simmons stepping down Jarvis from Kiss and, and someone else putting my makeup on. 
All right, see you guys. See you guys, and see um, you again soon in a few weeks' time right here on the Turnbuckle.